listening to Pro Wrestling Edge. And if you're not, you're a peon. Take a knee and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Edge. I am your host, the Dan Brewer, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Del Dangerous, a.k.a. B-Mac, a.k.a. B-Money, a.k.a. B-H, a.k.a. The Chosen One, Mr. A.k.a. himself, Bernard. How are you? I'm doing great today, Dan. I'm Matt. How about yourself? I'm doing well. You know what? We might need to add another nickname to your repertoire there, Mr. AKA. We might need to add winner, winner, because you were a two-time winner of the raffles. You won two raffles at the benefit show for the Dread Queen. And now I'm looking in the studio over at the uh, Funko Pop, a Kurt Angle that you won. And how's your son enjoying that ROH tag team title? Oh my God, man! He had he was just in awe about it uh, when he seen it, and he just he was shocked, like, "Oh my God, where'd you get that from?" So that was definitely awesome. I definitely, uh, and it was funny um, because I was telling you how I never win the big stuff, and turns out I looked at my ticket and you looked across and you won, didn't you? And I said, "Yes, I did." How awesome yeah, was that? Yeah, you looked at me like. When they got the belt up and he's talking about, okay, we're going to do the rap, you, uh, you looked at me and said, you know, I, I never win the big stuff, but at least we got a Funko Pop to add to the studio. And then you looked at me, I looked over at you, and you looked at your ticket, and I was like, did you just win? You're like, yep. <laughs> that belt was sweet. You uh, let me take a look at it uh, after you brought it back to our podcast table. And uh, we're going to get into talking a little bit about the benefit show. Uh, if you haven't listened to our previous episode, we put out, uh, we were there, set up, uh, reacting to the show. So um, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen to it. And if you have listened to it, go back and listen to the interview I did with Dread King Logan and Roughhouse Rob and listen to the Benefit Show uh, episode of the podcast again. Uh, it was uh, both good stuff. Bernard, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Banana Herd on Facebook.com. Where can we find you at Dan Matt? You can find me on Facebook at Dan Brewer, on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan Brewer. Uh, you can find our podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at PWE Pod. Uh, you can email us, Pro Wrestling Edge Pod at gmail.com. So if there's anybody you want us to interview, uh, let us know. Where can they hear us, Bernard? Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and wherever you get your podcasts, uh, local streaming podcasts from. Yeah, you can hear us wherever you got. And there's some big news coming soon about um, some more content. Like we already said, we're putting out more shows now, and there's going to be some exciting news soon, Um, maybe in the next couple months. We haven't... uh, been able to iron out all the details, but there might be something uh, even bigger coming soon. So uh, stay tuned to Pro Wrestling Edge for more information on our show. Dan, uh, you have any shout outs today? I do. First, I want to shout out Face Kick Apparel, uh, Sean and Lisa Stockmeyer. Um, they were a part of the uh, benefit show. They had the shirts. Uh, Trigeminal Neuralgia fears the Dread King Logan. All proceeds went to Holly. Uh, we're actually going to get them on and do a sit-down with them uh, via Skype uh, to talk about the company, uh, talk about what they're doing, and we're going to be talking to them soon about getting us some uh, 
one spoiler I can give pretty soon, uh, Pro Wrestling Ed is going to have some t-shirts. So, uh, but yeah, um, shout out to uh, Sean Stockmeyer and, uh, and Lisa Stockmeyer. Um, got to talk to Sean at the Benefit Show. You know, what a great, great cause that he did. Uh, we also want to shout out Steve Thompson from Iberian Belt. We actually spoke to him um, again on that Benefit Show podcast we did. We actually got uh, Steve on for a few minutes. And uh, he uh, is a belt maker, uh, Hyperion Championship Belts. You can find him there on Facebook at Hyperion Championship Belts. He does a lot of the belts for the local promotions here in Michigan. He does uh, replica belts. Um, He also has a Facebook group page called Hyperion uh, Belts, where uh, he allows us podcasters, independent wrestlers, and promoters to promote their stuff. Um, He puts out their matches of the day. He puts out their championship title belts of the day, and and he just encourages everybody to uh, interact uh, post matches, post uh, post wrestling content there, and post things that we can talk about. So uh, I definitely want to give Steve uh, Thompson a shout out. Also, the Alliance Wrestling Chat Community Facebook group. I'm a moderator for that uh, page, and we do threads for Raw. NXT, AEW, Dynamite, uh, SmackDown, the pay-per-views. Um, there's a lot of interesting content and stuff uh, talked about back and forth. Chase Gilliard runs that page, and he does a fantastic job. And we just had a Royal Rumble contest, uh, a pick'em contest, where the winner received um, a shirt from WWE Shop. And part of that, you were getting a shout-out on Pro Wrestling Edge. Uh, Charles Gilliard Jr. was the winner of the contest. Um, so he gets a sweet shirt from WWE Shop um, of his choosing. And uh, shout out to Charles Gilliard Jr. Um, he's very active in the group. Uh, join the group. Congratulations, uh, Charles. Yeah, congratulations, Charles. Join the group. Um, any of us moderators can can uh, approve your invite. And, interact with us we talk a lot of wrestling and if there's any big news comes out we're actually going to be starting a um black for black history month we're going to do a daily thing for all 29 days um involving uh black excellence in um in professional wrestling so each day a different black uh professional wrestler will be highlighted and uh, you definitely want to join the page to see that. I'm actually kicking it off with uh, day one. Um, so uh, on the first, this will come out post that. But um, I'm starting off the uh, everything on day one, posting about a. Um, and I can go ahead and say who's going to be day one since this is going to come out post. Day, uh, day one is going to be all about the cat, the big cat Ernie Lad, uh, going back old school. But I thought that was the best way to start off a Black Excellence Appreciation on um, the Alliance Wrestling Chat community group uh, with the Big Cat and your lad. Bernard, uh, any yeah. shout-outs for you? Uh, yeah, I just want to shout-out again. Thanks to uh, everybody who uh, donated items to the charity event. Um, you know, those are very generous and very nice things to do. Steve Thompson, you're awesome. Thank you for donating the belt that I won and the other belt. Um, I want to shout-out... Uh, my family we were all kind of down and sick but uh you know we're getting better so just want to shout that out um also um just want to shout out everybody uh who 
Uh, just again, pro wrestling fans would be nothing without the fans. So shout out to you guys. And, and to build on that, Bernard, this is probably a shout out for me and you both. I want to shout out Dread King Logan, Rough House Rob, the Big Bad Wolf A Sevens, and Holly for allowing us to be a part of uh, the benefit show. Uh, we were humbled and we were happy to be a part of it. Um, so uh, thank you all for allowing Pro Wrestling Edge to help capture such a great night. We really appreciate that. Thank you uh, again to piggyback off there for allowing to be a part of a great event. That was an amazing night, and we, we really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. We were so blessed to be a part of that. You know, like I said a little while ago, we had our interview with the Dread King and Roughhouse Rob prior to the benefit show. Uh, their last episode of Pro Wrestling Edge was us live, you know, us there at the benefit show, um, capturing it. Uh, we got a lot of, um, we had to talk to a lot of people. We had a lot of people on the podcast, and it was just a special night. So, you know, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it because we've talked about it a lot, but I do want to circle back with it and our final thoughts on it. You know, I said it was a packed house, standing room only. Um, over $3,000 was raised on the benefit to Holly. And I don't think that belie- that included them. I could be wrong, but um, I don't believe that included the money from Face Kicked Apparel that was raised. I could be wrong, but I believe that was just money from uh, the ticket sales and, and the raffle. And if I'm wrong, I apologize if that 3000 included all that. But I thought uh, Cody Fleming mentioned on Wrestling Rage Sunday night, um, the, the day, the night after the show, that that money from Face Kick the Para wasn't included in there. So I could be wrong, and I apologize if I am. Um, was there a, anything that really match-wise that stuck out for you that you saw that that you liked um, about the show? Of course, we we loved our match with, you know. My homeboy, Dread King Logan and the Big Bad Wolf A7s, that was a fantastic match. But was there anything, any other match that you really uh, enjoyed or any uh, any person or, or, or people that, that impressed you that night, maybe that you haven't seen yet uh, live? Um, yeah, Faces was actually a pretty good group. Um, that was my first time seeing those guys in person. Um they really impressed me with their match. Um, uh, uh, DTA was another up seeing them, but uh, seeing them as a group and that match was awesome. Uh, the Staple Gun match that took a lot of pain, but that was definitely something different. Shout out to Horace Lamb. Um, uh, the the car, the whole car was good, and it was it was a good show, top to bottom. Um, I enjoyed it all, every every minute of it. You know, I took it all in. It was just great, and thank you, directly again for letting us be a part of your match. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely, definitely something good. So, definitely good. How so about a few, you, man? A few things that I that stuck out to me, I, like I said, other than my homeboy and the bad, uh, big bad wolf A sevens was, um, it was the first time that I got to see Alex Steele and Scotty Freytown uh, live. Um, I thought the lumberjack match was a heck of a match which turned into a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royal, which uh, Mitch Hewitt won. But 
Uh, John Bruski uh, got up from the announce table and was included in the uh, Battle Royal. And we're going to have John on pretty soon on the show. the final three. Yeah, he was there at the end. So that was that was very surprising. You did mention the faceless. Um, I'm real good friends with Justin Pilgrim. Unfortunately, he, he had surgery the week of the benefit show. He was there um, for the cause and to show his support. But uh, Sean Tyler and Kevin Calloway um, are a fantastic team together, along with uh, Justin Pilgrim. But, yeah, you're right. Those guys are – I've seen them at Horror Slam. It was the first time that I was able to talk to Kevin Calloway. I was able to talk to him before the event. Uh, when we were there helping beforehand, uh, really nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. And one guy, I'd never seen Aaron Orion live. You know, I've never been to a XICW. Well, that's going to change. I'm going to go to an XICW show. But I'd never seen Aaron Orion live. And, you know, we talked to him afterwards. And hopefully we can end up getting all the members of DTA on our show uh, at different times. But, um, but yeah, Aaron Orion, oh, man. And that we talked about last episode, uh, Broner. Uh, but uh, yeah, Aaron O'Ryan, I have never, I had never seen him live, and uh, you know, I've seen him on on matches and on on whatnot, you know, Rats and Rage, put out some matches he's in and stuff. But uh, yeah, those were some of the people that stood out for me that I hadn't seen live before. And of course, there was, there was a lot of emotion that night. You know, it was nice seeing. It was fitting the way Roughhouse Rob went out with, you know, uh, DBA, um, Malcolm Monroe II, considering, you know, Roughhouse Rob's career in wrestling was because of uh, DBA's father. So that, that was, that was a great, that was a great match. I know uh, Rob came out on the short end, but uh, it's hard uh, when you got to go up against the, uh, the most dangerous man in Michigan. Yeah, you're right about that. So let's talk about a few of the shows that are coming up here. Um, February 15th here in Wyandotte at the Copeland Center. BCWA, which is a favorite promotion of ours, is putting out uh, Outlawed. Um, Just like normal, there's a VIP uh, that gets you in the door early. Fifteen dollars gets you in the door early. You get a, you usually get a VIP match and some kind of free uh, free swag, whether it be a sticker or something for the kids. You know, it's a family friendly show. Uh, they've recently announced as uh, Frogun and Justin Maine will have another match for Justin Maine's BCWA Heavyweight World Championship. Pro wrestlers will be in the building that day. Oh, we most certainly will. Also, uh, I was reading somewhere that Jack Price is is, is going to be there. He has he hasn't been there in a while. And DTA is his boy, so we'll see how that uh, how that goes. Could be interesting. So, um, yeah, but like I said, we'll uh, we'll be there um, Thursday, February twentieth. Insane Wrestling Revolution. Bell time at 6 p.m. You don't know what an insane wrestling revolution is. That is the promotion ran by Rhino and Gary Paulette. Um, they are going to uh, put on show number two at the Monroe FOP Hall down in Monroe, Michigan. The main event is Rhino 
versus the franchise Shane Douglas versus we've already talked about him DBA. That is your triple threat main event for that show. I know first and second row sold out and a blink of an eye. Uh, there might be general admission left. If you go on um, to uh, Facebook, to our page, um, Gary Paulette did share the event on our page. You can go there, get the link for tickets, and see uh, what is available. I know they have a place, uh, a store down Monroe that has the tickets, too, um, for sale until it's sold out. But that one might be down. It's, I mean, like I said, check out... Uh, Check out Facebook. That might be down to uh, standing room only at this point. Um, heck of a show. And, and to piggyback off of that, um, coming soon to um, to the podcast world will be Rhino and Gary Paulette. Uh, it's called, um, I want to say the podcast is called, and I'm sorry, Gary, if I'm butchering this, um, Terry and Gary's Low Expectation Podcast. We're going to talk about everything from wrestling to uh, Comic-Cons, which is what uh, Gary Paulette, you know, he's, he's Monroe Pop. And uh, just talk about uh, a lot of different topics. But that's coming out soon. It's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on YouTube. Uh, Gary talked about this the other day that they've, uh, they've set up studio time and, and, and they're going to do some live stuff when they're in studio. And um, that's going to be good. So look out for um, Terry and Gary's Low Expectation podcast Could be coming awesome. out so, in February. And if you guys are listening, maybe we can get you on our show and tell us a little bit about uh, some content on there. Yeah, I would love to get Gary on. I don't know about Rhino with his schedule, but I'd love to get Gary on um, to talk even about, you know, the Comic-Cons coming up. February 21st, the very next night, Horror Slam presents This is Horror Slam. Uh, this night is pretty big. You got the return of Nick F. Engage from GCW. Rhino will take on Schlack, the deathmatch Horror Slam champion. Now, I, this, I don't believe it's a deathmatch. I believe this is like ECW Extreme Rules match. Um, and then we're going to have the unification of the Horror Slam interim title and the Horror Slam um, championship between MM3 and old-timer Jeff King. Our boy uh, Dread King Logan, along with Osmodius, is going to defend the Horror Slam tag team titles against the Detroit Punks, Mitch Hewitt, and Nolan Edwards with the Guru in their corner. Uh, that's going to be a great show. I'm going to be there with Josh and Nick. Uh, our friends of the show that guest co-host for me a few episodes ago. I'm going to be there front row with them. And, and that's going to be a great show. And so uh, that's kind of what we're looking at for February. I know there's some other shows that we can't get to. So, um, pro Wrestling All-Stars. This will come out past that. But I'm definitely going to check out a Pro Wrestling All-Stars show uh, as soon as I can check one out. Um, we met Steve at, at uh, the Benefit Show. And um such an awesome dude so uh yeah we're looking forward to that um i know we don't talk a lot of wwe and and um aw uh, but we did just have royal rumble recently and i want to talk a little bit of royal rumble i no titles 
changed hands. Bean kept his title. Um, Becky kept her title. I'm trying to think what else was on the card. And uh, Andrade kept his title. Although Andrade, I don't know if you heard, Bernard got a 30-day suspension for violating the wellness program in WWE. Yeah, I think that's why uh, he lost it. Well, originally, I think Humberto was supposed to beat him for the title. But I think they're going to play it off uh, because of Monday Night Raw. He supposedly got injured in the quote-unquote DDT to the concrete. So we'll see what's going on with that. Yeah, it's probably a little too soon to put it on um, Humberto uh, Carrillo. You know, he was cruiserweight champion, but or 205 Live. I think it's called cruiserweight champion. But I think it's a little too soon to put um, the United States title on him. Uh, that might end up being a, a, a WrestleMania match. Correct. You know, once uh, he comes back from his... 30-day suspension, they build it up, or it could be something. You, you know what they'll probably do? I don't think they'll have them one-on-one. You, you know, you might see Ray in that match, too, in a triple threat, or or put, um, you know, have have it be a four-corner match or something. I don't think they'll do uh, – um, Carrillo might win it, but uh, they might put some other people in that match. Maybe uh, like a ricochet or somebody. Yeah, to, to, just to make it a, a little more um, interesting than, uh, than just uh, – a one-on-one match, and they were supposed to have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Braun Strowman, but that match got nixed. I hope that is something that they're going to continue with and lead up to maybe at Mania. Uh, I think that would be a good match at Mania, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura. Something different. Yeah, it would definitely be something different. Uh, Would Braun finally get a push? I know he won the tag titles at WrestleMania, but that was kind of a fluky thing. He won it with John Cone's son, you know, the referee's son. Um, so that was kind of, you know, and they gave the belts up the next night on Raw, I believe, or maybe it was SmackDown that week. So, you know, this might be his his chance if they build it up to that and move it to Mania, that that might be uh, the chance to put a title on Braun. Yes. Did, did you uh, see any of the, either one of the Royal Rumble matches themselves? Um, I didn't see... The women's, but I did see highlight of the women's Royal Rumble. Um, I do know that uh, you had Kelly Kelly and Molly Holly and Beth Phoenix, who received a bruise to the back of the head or was busted open. But um, I heard and Charlotte was the winner of that one. I heard that was a pretty good match. And I caught uh, most of the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, Brock Lesnar, of course, is throwing let's, everybody in. You know, Bernard, I don't want to cut you off, but let's let's – Go to the women's Royal Rumble for a second. Okay. I thought for sure Shayna Baszler was going to win that Royal Rumble. And yes, she was the last one eliminated. But I thought it was time to build up for Becky versus Shayna. And they went and they gave the Royal Rumble to Charlotte. And I was like, man, are we going to see Becky and Charlotte again? Are we going to see Bailey and Charlotte again? It's like, wow. But now the rumors are coming out that Charlotte is going to challenge Rhea Ripley, the NXT champion, at WrestleMania. That's what I hear. You know, and I think they could have done that without having her win the Rumble. But uh, 
that tells you how big they want to make that match. If if the rumors are true and it's Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte, that's going to be a a, a fantastic match. Absolutely, because that leaves the door open for uh, Shayna Baszler versus uh, Becky Lynch. Right. Yeah, that definitely leaves that. And Sasha was pulled at the last minute from the Rumble. She's apparently has an injury. That's why Kelly Kelly was in the Rumble. Uh, but yeah. if, if Sasha's back in time, you can definitely have Sasha versus Bailey, Becky versus uh, Shayna, and Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte. And what better three women's matches for the titles at That's Mania big. than those three? Now, let me ask you this, Dad. Um, healthy Sasha Banks, do you believe she would have won the Rumble? No, no. Uh, you know, that would have... That would have made sense because then you could have had the whole lead up to where Sasha and Bailey, you know, because they're because they're together now. But maybe Bailey, you know, you could have done a Bailey gets jealous and keeps wanting to find out who Sasha was going to challenge and just assumed it would always be Becky Lynch. And then she challenges her, you know, that that could have possibly been a good build up to um, to to Manny and it could have told a story on the two of them splitting up. Uh, for Sasha to go uh, babyface to take on uh, Bailey at Mania, which I think is still going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and I'm sure we'll have Asuka and, and Kyrie Sane defending the uh, women's tag team titles at Mania as well. Asuka and Becky had a great match. Uh, Becky did come out on top. That's one person she has been able to beat clean. Um, since she went on this run as the man and she that was she wanted to cross off the list and she was able to do that. So uh, let's get into that men's rumble for a few. Like I said, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on WWE because we don't watch much WWE. We usually catch up on but I did get my free one-month subscription to, um, to the network to watch it. And I was texting with a, a good friend of mine, Mike T. Daniels, um, member of H3RD at BCWA, and uh, we we both did that. We both got a free month because we were both big fans of the Royal Rumble. So we both got free months to watch it, and we were both like, I am ha- when that men's match started, that men's Rumble started, when Brock came in first and he eliminated like the first 15 guys. We were both like. This is horrible. They're burying half the roster. Some of the talent that Brock just completely squashed and threw out returning John Morrison. Um, John Morrison wasn't in there. You know, most of them were in there less than the two minutes. Uh, most of the time, only did it get to the to the end of that first run when it was uh, Braun Str- or Keith Lee came in. Keith Lee had a little bit of a run, probably two and a half minutes, and Braun Strowman came in next. And I thought, okay, now's the time. They're going to get Brock out. And then Braun and Keith Lee started fighting each other. And then Brock dumped them both out. There it is, Brock again, standing there. You buried probably your hottest rising star in NXT. You know, a lot of people say, oh, he had a good showing because he matched up and knocked Brock down a few times, but I don't know. It just to me looked bad when your biggest rising fastest star in NXT, who just won the t- the uh, 
the uh, North American Championship is out of the Rumble in a little over two minutes. I just uh, I didn't understand it. Then came Drew McIntyre, and that's when the fun started. That's when we actually got a Royal Rumble, where um, Drew was able to hold off Brock, and then more guys come in, and and it wasn't long after that Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock Lesnar, which was awesome. There was a long stare down afterwards. Brock finally left. But, uh, he definitely made his statement that he was not happy with what Drew McIntyre did. And in the end, well, let's not get to the end quite yet. We had the return of the rated R superstar Edge. Yes. That was Edge, an awesome pop. He was down in the final four, Edge was. Oh, yeah. Um, MVP came back. Now, from what I'm hearing, MVP was at, wrestled in the Rumble. He was one of the guys that was squashed by Lesnar. He had a match on Monday night against, I believe, Rey Mysterio. And then the talk is now he's going to transition to a backstage role with the WWE. But we saw MVP coming back, and we saw um, the Rated R Superstar Edge, who then, on Monday night, had a little – during the Rumble, he kind of – Join forces with his former tag team partner, uh, rated the RKO. Randy Orton, rated RKO, and then um, Randy tried to turn it on him. Edge was like, I'm smarter than that. And then when Edge had a chance, he flipped him out over the top rope. And then Monday night, uh, Randy Orton showed uh, Edge that he wasn't too happy about that. So it looks like they are going to set up a... Edge versus Randy Orton match at Mania, and wow, that's going to be a great match if that's yeah. what they're leading towards. So I'm looking forward to seeing, like I said, I'll get my free month before Mania and see what's going on and watch Mania, but uh wasn't a bad show once they got past Brock. I was very disappointed in that until Brock got eliminated and actually became a Royal Rumble match. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was the Royal Rumble. I don't know what else really to discuss with the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was pretty much about it. Um, uh, it was pretty, you know, it was what we expected. Not nothing grand, but just enough to set up going to WrestleMania and, uh, Definitely going to see what's happening from there. You know, and Drew McIntyre, I guess, did come out and and challenge Brock. So it is official. It'll be Drew McIntyre going up against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. And Brock definitely uh, accepted the challenge by giving him a next five. And I think the way the Royal Rumble match was going, where Brock was just eliminating people and the traditionalists who liked the Royal Rumble match that wasn't a fan of what was going on. and um. I think Edge made up for that. Edge coming out. Like, there's been rumors. There's been talk. Ever, there's been word that he had been cleared for a couple months now and and everything. But, um, yeah, I, I think that definitely, for me, even if they would have had Brock go all the way through and throw everybody out and win it, I think that, um, that Edge coming back and his wife, uh, Beth Phoenix, she, like you said, she took that shot to the back of her head and, her hair was pretty much red from blood the, the, till the end of the match, and they tried to get her to elim- get eliminated, and she's like, no, I'm sticking in here. 
Now, surprisingly, I read an article where Rey Mysterio was really supposed to last a lot longer and actually challenge uh, uh, Brock Lesnar a little bit more than what he was. I forget the reason why uh, he didn't, but that was uh, that was supposed to have been the the cause instead of Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock Lesnar as far as Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I know that. I know there was some, from what I'm reading, there could have been some audibles called the day of. I originally heard a rumor that Roman Reigns was going to win the Rumble and challenge the Fiend. And uh, there were some changes made and, and stuff. But uh, I think they did the right thing. I think Drew McIntyre um, made him look very strong. You know, he's the one that got rid of Brock and then he challenges Brock. I think that was the right move. Um, then having, you know... I love Rey Mysterio, but nobody wants to see Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. I, I don't. Uh, maybe they'll have some matches leading up to WrestleMania because obviously you don't want to put uh, Drew McIntyre and Brock together before Mania. Right. You know, you don't want to put them in a match before Mania. You want to leave that for your, you know, for your, um, you know, for possibly the main event of Mania. Uh, Drew McIntyre getting that match. But uh, have you, uh, did you, you, you caught any AEW lately? Um, I didn't. I didn't catch Wednesday's episode. Yesterday's episode. Um, unfortunately, I was, uh, you know, we were with my daughter, so I wasn't able to catch that one. Um, I did catch the week before. Um, that was actually pretty good on Jericho's boat. Yeah. I think uh, we touched on that one a little bit. Um, so what? Tell me what went on yesterday, so I would really, really kind of interested in that. So, first thing I want to say is, towards the end of 19, I was kind of losing hope. Um, there was some stuff going on creatively that I was like, what's going on? Um, and a lot of people shared my same opinion. They, they weren't. It's like, man, this, this is getting bad fast. There was some weeks that NXT beat AEW in the ratings, and... It was looking like AEW was a was a uh, might have been a sinking ship, but it looks like they righted the wrong at least since the last episode of of 2019 and going here through the month of January. Uh, there's been some great shows. They finally set up. John Moxley came out and talked and was going to take on all five members of the inner circle, and then um, Santana Ortiz bought five of their guys out from uh, Brooklyn. So it was 10 on one and Moxley fought them off and, and uh, they were separated by security and they're really building up Moxley and uh, Jericho at revolution on February 29th, the next pay-per-view. And I think that's going to be um, a phenomenal match uh, where I think Moxley, it's Moxley's turn to take that belt to the next level because he's so over with the fans. He's so over and hot in professional wrestling all together to not, uh, you know, introduce the company with Jericho. I think that was the right move. And I think it's time to transition that belt over to Moxley. Um, MJF was out. He, he come out with the butcher and the blade for their tag match against the young bucks. And he went to the announce table and did color commentary. And I'll tell you what, MJF, it doesn't matter if he's wrestling in the ring if you put a microphone in his hand or you put him behind the uh, announce table, I think that if you're, you know, you, you don't want to 
overexpose him in the ring because you want to make sure you have him and Cody fresh and ready to go. I know Cody's putting in the work before the pay-per-view, but I think that every week you either need to have MJF on the mic, MJF coming out during um, a Young Bucks or a Cody Rhodes match. I know next week uh, is when Cody gets the 10 lashings from MJF, which is part two of the stipulations for the match. Mm -hmm. Not touch MJF, but, you know, at the cruise, um, the Bucks physically uh, are the ones that took care of MJF for Cody. And tossed him in the pool out there through that. Yep. And then in a couple weeks when they go to Atlanta, it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Wardlow in a cage match, which is the next stipulation. He has to get past Wardlow in a cage match. So I'm guessing we'll have MJF on commentary then as well. Um, so I, I know they got big things for MJF and AEW. His contract with MLW has expired. He's now, um, um, for contract-wise, only under contract with AEW. And I think that this whole program of Cody is going to elevate him. I think they've done a good job on Elevating MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. And um, I'm excited to see how things are going to keep going with those guys um, and whatnot. Um, they're still talking about a leader for the Dark Order. Um, the, the, I forget what they're calling it. Um, now there's rumors that Luke Harper, uh, it's, he's got a couple weeks left before his non-compete is over. Yeah, and the rumor is he's going to sign kind of a deal with New Japan that Jericho and um, and Moxley have. where um, And the rumor is he's going to be full-time AEW, just like Moxley and Jericho, but have that same deal where he can wrestle for New Japan when uh, there's not a um, an event that um, with AEW that, you know, that, you know, AEW would be the number one thing for him, but... Uh, Looks like he might be New Japan and um, AW bound, which again leads to can they get past these political stuff and this business stuff and join together and New Japan Pro Wrestling and AW take over the wrestling world? We shall see. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, looking forward to seeing Luke Harper, Brody Lee back. I think. Uh, AEW is a home for him, and I think uh, I don't think you're gonna see. I know they're saying oh the Ascension left and the Ascension used to be with Cody Rhodes. I don't think you're gonna see the Ascension in in uh, AEW. I don't think you're gonna see Sin Cara. Well, Sin Cara got in some trouble. He appeared for AAA as Sin Cara before the uh, or no, it is a different name, but appeared probably the next weekend after. WWE and and kind of violated his no his non compete so I know there's a going to be a um a legal battle there for against um, George Arizas and um and then the other big thing is there's talk of sometime 2020 Ryback is going to sign with AEW um I like Luke Harper I like them having him. I like them having Wardlow. I like them if they do get Ryback uh, because they're big guys, which is what AEW lacks right now. So the last month, five episodes, I've been thoroughly enjoyed. I'm back on. 
the AEW kick, how I was kind of worried I was going to start watching NXT live and watch AEW later on. But uh, they've turned things around so far. And as long as they keep that going, I'm going to still be uh, AEW uh, live on Wednesday nights. All right, absolutely. So, Bernard, is, is there anything else? I guess we've talked long enough. Is there, is there anything else you want to say, or any, is there any shout-outs again, or or is there anything uh, you want to say? Uh, you know, Dan, not really. I just think I got two words for our fans. We out. <laughs>